for joining us for another episode of Code Concepts with myself, Rachel Patterson, and Pete Roquet. Today is January 14th, a beautiful Friday, and we have an even more beautiful guest with us today, Miss Alaris Dunn, um, active building official um, with Four Leaf. Hi, Alaris. How are you this morning? Doing great. How about you guys? We are great. We are so excited to have you on. Obviously, personally for me, super excited because you'll be teaching at the Women Leaders in Code Enforcement Symposium, which we'll certainly talk about later. But more so, you know, today is about you, Alaris. We want to hear about your journey. We want to hear about all kinds of things. But first, Pete, take it away. So I got to meet the beautiful Alaris. We actually met at Cowboy, right, Alaris? Yes. So I've heard a lot about Alaris, and I'm like, let me see what this uh, young lady's about. And I actually had the pleasure of sitting next to her. Uh, you know, at dinner, and she ordered the best uh, steak, and I kind of like, wanted to reach over and rem remember she wasn't my wife, so I couldn't just take it off her plate. And, you know, she was kind of quiet, and I'm, I'm kind of like looking at her, I'm like, mm. and then I don't know, we just, just kind of came out of our shells, and by the end of the night, we're like BFFs, which is the, <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, we tend to do that sometimes when, you know, you get around dinner and stuff like that, so... No, she had a lot of information. I was really impressed by her story. And that's one of the reasons why we brought her on today, because she just has an amazing story. And, you know, and we'll let her take it away. So, Laris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the uh, building industry, and, you know, what kind of led you to where you're at today. Sure, absolutely. So, <clears throat> um, as Rachel mentioned, right now I'm the acting building official for the city of Roner Park. And... Um, you know, let's talk about my journey as far as how I got there. Um, believe it or not, my entire career has been in local government and I started at a really young age. Um, I started out as a student worker with the city of Dixon. Um, I was still in high school, I remember. And, um, you know, being a first generation Mexican-American, you know, my parents were always working two, three jobs and all of my siblings and I were always looking for ways to kind of help. And, you know, my brother always had a job at an early age. My sister did too. And, you know, I followed suit. Um, one of the days that I was kind of work walking through the school, I saw this little posting on our job board and it said student worker for City of Dixon. Um, and on occasion during the summertime, I'd go help my sister, you know, do some filing and things. I'm like, oh, I read the job description. I was like, I can do this, you know, why not? It's just down the street. I can do it right after school. You know, I could get my job permit, blah, 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 worker's permit. So I took a stab at it and I ended up landing the job. So um, that's where I kind of got my foot in the door with local government. And working for such a small jurisdiction, I really got exposed to so many different things um, from dispatching the local ready ride bus throughout town to issuing dog licenses to really learning about building and zoning. Um, you know, it was kind of mind blowing for me, especially at that young age. Um, you know, I remember coming home one day and telling my parents, did you guys know, even though you own your property, you really can't do everything you want with it. Uh, there's actually like rules and regulations that, you know, kind of dictate what you can and can't do. And they're like, what? You know, it was, it was, it was educational for all of us. And I was kind of explaining to them what I started to learn. So that kind of, you know, really started capturing my interest you know, in local government, you know, what's this all about? So <clears throat> as I kind of just dabbled in a little bit of everything, because it's a small jurisdiction, you have to learn a little bit of every department, right? Economic development, city manager's office, finance, recreation, building and planning. 
So um, that's where I kind of started laying my foundation to become, you know, multifaceted in terms of local government, right? Which I think was instrumental in my growth and my journey throughout this whole, uh, my whole career. Um, but um, what ended up happening really was, is the more and more I kind of got interested in, in understanding a lot of these things, um, people saw my desire to learn and grow. So the building and planning department kind of pulled me over to their section a little bit more and, uh, you know, started utilizing me for the abilities that I had and I possessed. So little by little, I, I started learning more about, you know, the zoning, the general plan, the building permit process, the inspection process. Um, and I was very young. And at that time, we had a planning commissioner who was the building official for Solano County. And uh, he saw a few of us there that, you know, were very talented in what we did in terms of being able to multitask and just handle so many different things. Um, he, you know, uh, and I was the ones, one of the ones that he approached saying, hey, you know, you guys should think about kind of growing yourselves. And there's this position I'm going to be hiring for and I'm going to be hiring another, opening another position later. It's called a permit technician. I think you guys would be great. Um you know, you guys are going to have to take a couple courses, possibly, you know, at the college. And he let us know about the BIT program at DVC. Um, he says, you know, get familiar with the code, you know, the administration code, the first few chapters, just kind of get your feet wet so you understand a little bit more about this. You know, the city of Dixon was really small. There was limited development happening and stuff like that. So um, we did. And I took a couple of courses at DVC. Um, eventually... I got hired on permanent as an office assistant with the city of Dixon um, and eventually ended up going to Solano County and then promoting up to the permit technician position over there. Um, and that's kind of where it all began. And I just continued to grow. So in Solano County, it was a great experience for me because I got to work under that building official who was really instrumental in my growth. Um, he really pushed me to step out of my comfort zone and he saw that I was really young and he says, you know, <clears throat> he saw something in me and he really um, was so inspirational and in saying so many things to motivate me and say, you know, you have a lot of what it takes to go beyond this position and so much more. He says, I can see you as a CAO, you know, for this county. Um, he says, just just keep on pushing, keep on doing what you're doing. So he uh, gave me like these larger projects to start managing as soon as I got there. I was working on pico plants, I was working on wind farms and kind of things just started evolving more and more. And one of the things I took away from when I was in Dixon and I took with me in Solano County was really building that aspect of being multifaceted. So I had to relearn all of the various departments and divisions that became um, part of the process. So when I say multifaceted, what I mean by that is being able to be that resource and be able to respond and answer questions to a certain degree for all departments and divisions. So you want to be able to have a, a certain amount of knowledge when it comes to planning, when it comes to environmental health, when it comes to the public works section, uh, when it comes to the county, you know, being able to explain to the property owners, you know, you're going to want to build this guest house. However, you need to take into consideration that you need to have a reserve area for leach field, for your leach field, for your septic system. 
so so that you're not necessarily bouncing people around. So part of what I did um, and continue to do with each jurisdiction that I go to is really also not just learn the processes of the building department, but also learn a little bit about the other departments and divisions because that's so huge in being able to elevate yourself within the position, um, being able to assist the customer base, all of the constituents and developers, and really provide them a level of service that is, you know, exceptional, right? Um, one thing most people hate is being bounced around, right? Mm-hmm. From person to person to person, and being able to say, well, I don't know the answer. So if you have at least some basic knowledge of some of these various departments or divisions, you know, you're a huge resource to the customer, but you're also a huge resource to that department. And I think that's really what kind of helped me also be seen differently by my upper management and saying, I want to invest in you. I want to grow you, right? She's got that desire to learn and build. Um, And you're saving time not only for yourself and being able to answer these questions, right? And streamline processes and and being able to be more effective in your communication and your your job in itself, but you're helping the the entire jurisdiction as a whole. So um, little by little, you know, management started seeing different things and started giving more and more responsibilities. Um, I started working with contract management. Um, I started just asking lots of questions about our permitting system and, you know, started seeing things on how we could make things better, make things faster, Um, you know, work smarter, not harder. You know, that's one of the things I remember my parents always instilled in us at a very young age. You know, I think they were, well, Obviously, they have always been my first mentors in this life. And um, even though they may have no necessarily background in what I do, that was one of the things that was really instilled in us when we were growing up is work smarter, not harder, you know. Um, And if there's ways to improve things, you know, make the suggestion um, and learn everything you can to be better at what you do. Um, And that's actually where I think you know, really helped me so much. So I was really able to eventually manage these large scale projects uh, throughout the years with the county and was looked uh, for by by management to assist with, you know, pre-construction meetings to manage all these other departments or divisions in the permitting process and just make sure all the odds and ends were taken care of. You know, there's little things that you, as a permit technician, you don't necessarily think about, but should really be worked together with various departments or divisions, you know, making sure that, you know, before you release the next set of permits for the wind farms that the necessary, you know, environmental processes have taken place. Did they make sure all the salamanders were taken care of, that the burrowing owls were relocated? Um, Did that take place? Because if you issue that permit before that happened, that's a, you know, it can be a big problem, you know? So knowing the dynamics and how the various departments interacted was huge, was huge. Um, So eventually, um, you know, I just kind of built myself more and more and grew um, and, you know, kind of took it a little bit from there. So that's kind of the start of it. So, so it's fair I, to I, say that you love what you do. Sorry, Pete. I have to ask it. So is it fair to say, Alaris, that you love what you do? I mean, I've never heard a better explanation of what multifaceted is. 
Thank you. I do. I really do. And, and believe it or not, uh, this was not my original career path that I wanted to take. <laughs> uh, I kind of just landed here, you know, um, and when I was growing up, I always told myself, I want to be a doctor. And that's really what I was pursuing. I was, I was going to go to school. I was going to go to this. And then I jumped into this profession and it kind of just evolved from there. So going, going back to your original, um, you know, back to the beginning when you were a student worker. Now, was this a school program that, that happened and what was the name of that program? And you know, So how- actually, um, yeah. I was going to say, um, sorry, Pete, but no, it wasn't necessarily a school program per se. It was just something that the, the city um, had put out there. And I think it was just their way of getting people engaged and aware of what uh, the local government was, honestly. That's neat. That's really neat. Was it like a paid position? Was it like kind of like an intern thing or how did that work? It was a paid position. Awesome. It was a paid position. Yeah. And, so, and how old were you when you started? Um, I was just enough, just old enough to get my uh, workers permit. I want to say I was like 15 and a half going on 16. That's wow. awesome. Wow. Is that something that they do regularly? I mean, I, I'm just thinking in Colorado, yeah, we have internships and journeyman experiences, but I've never heard of a program like this. I think that is super cool. Um, <clears throat> I know while I was there, we went through a couple of student workers. I'm not sure if the jurisdiction still has it, um, but I think it's important um, to have stuff like that, even internships, uh, so that people are able or jurisdictions are able to bring in people to really experience and get an understanding of what local government is and what positions there are available. Um, I don't think there's enough outreach where like, even like in the building industry, that's one of the things that I've kind of talked about little by little with some of my colleagues and kind of throughout with our, some of our chapter members for the local Napa Sloan ICC is, you know, reaching out to the various schools, and, you know, sending out, you know, an inspector, sending out a building official, whether it be their career day or whatever, mm-hmm. and just have a presentation on, you know, this is a possible career path for you. You know, think about that, because especially as we see so many people retiring out of our industry, you know, I think it's it's pretty common knowledge right now with most jurisdictions that it's hard to find people to come into that, those positions. And it's because a lot of people are not aware of what professions there are within local government, you know, code enforcement, building inspectors, plans examiners, you know, building officials, all sorts of positions. And I think uh, student worker positions kind of really open your eyes to what's available there. And I think it's, uh, it's these programs are great. You know, we, we had a summer youth program that was a state-run program, and we placed 14-year-olds into different cities. I actually had a guy, uh, shout out to Troy Lee, uh, he was with my intern when he was 14. He did four years in code enforcement every summer. So he did it every year. And I, I thought I had my next code enforcement officer. But then he we, he's like, hey, can, I, can you transfer me to the fire department? I want to see and today, he's in a fire. He's a fireman. So he got to learn that. And I think what you're touching on, I think there's a need for a technical trade program. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll let you know, I, you know, Rachel's a little bit modest, but she's working on a, a children's cartoon. You know, her one of her fox. What, what, what's the name of your uh, cartoon? Fiona the fox. Yes, Fiona the fox, where she teaches about code uh, code regulations, about like taking out the trash and shoveling your snow, and you know, little dangers like that. But I think it's necessary, and I know um, ICC is working on a technical trade program. But I think 
working on something throughout the industry for chapters. And I'll challenge any chapter to do it, to start some program, to go to the schools, to outreach, to talk to these kids. And, you know, because our job is, uh, you know, if, you, you know, yeah, a police officer can go and save your life when there's danger. But guess what? A danger, your house falling apart, that's a danger too. So, you know, people need to know that there's professionals out there that keep those structures safe. And I think people like you, you know, um, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I think an introduction in the high schools and even elementary schools is so important. Right, Rachel? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's hilarious. That's something I'm working on, even in my own jurisdiction right now. I thought it would be a little bit better perceived. I, I mean... I thought they would uh, like it a little bit better than they have. But ultimately, with COVID and everything going on right now, the response I'm receiving is we really want our kids focusing on the academics now. And so what I'm trying to do is ultimately get them to understand is this is the now. Because like you said, Alaris, a lot of our trades, you know, a lot of these businesses and industries that really make a difference in the world people don't know about. And then the people that are in them are retiring and not doing the the department or the industry justice by coming on the show and telling us how awesome building is. So any type of, um, you know, communication that we could all put together to figure out how we get this into the secondary and, you know, primary school age, um, I'm open to ideas. Absolutely. And something that I, you know, like I said, I've kind of mentioned, and I think um, at some point, We'll definitely start working towards, you know, and also I think, you know, being the the education chair for the Napa Solano ICC chapter, I think education also goes just beyond our our current um, industry, but our future industry as well. Agreed. Agreed. Right. I mean, everybody wants to put on the uniform and be an officer, but hey, we can make code and building just as cool, right? Exactly. You know, and that's the thing. Who was it? I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was Chris Chris Ochoa from ICC um, had mentioned about, there was a quote about, you know, fire and police. Yes, they save lives um, or respond to emergencies. I can't remember, but also made it a point to say that, you know, building inspectors and the building department really do also save lives because, you know, life and fire life safety begins with the plan review process. Right. Absolutely. Now, go, now going back, I'm, I'm going back to your original stuff, and you know, I'm gonna pick apart some of the uh, your story. And I'm not picking apart, but I'm like, you know, something something to focus on. You know, sure. so you as a young person uh, working at the counter, what was your first kind of like realization? Like, wow, these people are different. You know, like you know, it wasn't it what you expect. Like, there's actual process for somebody to you know build a, a bathroom or 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 you know create a living space. You know, you know, uh, you know, me growing up in in the hood, you know, as Latino, I, we we didn't know what permits were. What exactly, did we do? Right? <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> so you know, when when you uh, when you learn this process, uh, what what was your first impression? Because I know, you know, especially when you said you told your parents that there's rules and regulations. Because I know my dad would put him at ah, you know. Yeah. So so, so how was that experience for you? How was that uh, kind of enlightenment into that whole? Uh, building, you know, the building world to you? It was mind-blowing, very honestly, um, because like you mentioned, you know, coming from a Latino family and, you know, having visited Mexico and, oh, you don't need no permits, you build whatever you want, you know, <laughs> you just do it. Um, and, you know, there was no real, hey, there's a there's the code that outlines how to do things. You kind of just, you saw people just doing things. Um, so it was like, it was such an eye-opening experience for me. Um 
And I was really taken back. And like I mentioned, it really created that intrigue for me. Um, and I think that's kind of what really sparked my interest in, in continuing to pursue my career. But I, I my draw literally dropped to the floor. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to my mom, my dad. I need to let them know. So, you know, as we went to, you know, family gatherings and things like that, I found myself educating my family because I didn't want them to have a code enforcement action on their property, right? I didn't want code enforcement to be knocking on their door. Um, eventually, you know, um, the city hired its own, its very own code enforcement officer and that code enforcement program started developing while I first started as a student worker. So I got to hear and, and understand what those enforcement processes were going to be. So I was like, oh, let's make sure we don't fall under that category, especially as a city employee, right? <laughs> Um, so. you, know, you know what's funny, um, Alaris? So I teach Spanish. I teach code enforcement in Spanish to the community. And, you know, I always ask, you know, who, who knows what code enforcement is? You know, I always get that kind of like blank stare. And then, you know, when I say, who knows who the city is? Te va a caer la ciudad. That means the city's coming. Every single hand, you know, raises up. And I go, I'm the city. And then, and then they look at me like with that moment of like, oh, oh, like they're in trouble. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just here to explain why we do what we do. And then we go from there. And then I get a million questions. Basically, I'm they're looking for loopholes. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I explain the process. I'm like, look, it's it's pretty simple. You just need to follow the regulations to make sure it's like, you know, earthquake safe or whatever the, the, the issue is. Or, you know, if it's a garage conversion, I'm like, look, you probably won't be able to convert it. Why don't you build an addition? Yada, yada, yada. So anyways. That, that's where I go from there. But yeah, um, you know, the, the, your story as far as, you know, you know, that we could have a whole other segment on, you know, growing up Latino and, you know, having to explain the code to people because, you know, when people ask me what I do for a living, I tell people, I just tell people to cut their grass. <laughs> that's what I tell people. So. Well, it's so. all relative, too, to where you're at. You know, I worked for a jurisdiction where um, they put us through a Spanish class, but only taught us the very basics of, you know, cut your grass, do this, and not the community engagement and how can we help you and, you know, how can we understand what's going on? So that's all relative. But I do want to touch on what Mr. Jesse DeAnda has said here in our comments, and thank you for that. I've never heard it put this way, and I love it. But fire and police are first responders, but building and code are first preventers. I love that. I'm going to use that, Jesse. Thank you. Yes, yes. I remember I, I saved that in my notes when I heard it um, uh, in one of our, I want to say it was like one of our installation dinners or something like that. I was very, very young, and it just stuck with me, um, you know, and I was like, oh. It's, it's so true, though. You know, once you start learning the processes, you learn, you know, what's involved and you understand what a submittal is. You understand what the plan check process entails. You are able to open up those code books and see, hey, there are specific requirements and there's a reason behind all of these. And it's really for fire life safety reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that kind of stuck with me. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that I also pass on to the staff that I help train and oversee is, you know, we're the first line of defense when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. So I want to just make sure we pass that on um, so that people are also understand the value behind it, right? Because it's important to really understand the value behind the positions and the roles that are within this, um, this niche, you know, 
So when you're bringing on a new person, Alaris, you talk about, you know, again, being multifaceted and really having that understanding of code and knowledge everywhere. What's the very first thing that you do with your people to help them understand that kind of like what Pete says, you know, we're the Swiss army knife of every municipality because we touch on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's the best way that you think, you know, somebody new starting in such as a student program um, can really dive into getting to know everything? So, like currently right now with um, the City of Runner Park, um, I am, you know, I, I got to know, I really sat down with all of our staff, trying to get to know the people, get to know the individuals. Um, and right now what I'm doing with them is um, really helping them set that foundation um, so that they're successful in being multifaceted. And, and we're really breaking it down to basics. So, um a lot of people come into the position thinking that this is my only role, these are my responsibilities, but really trying to just open up their eyes and see how we're part of a, we're a piece of the puzzle, but everybody together is one team that needs to work together. And once that puzzle all comes together, things are going to, you know, fall in line and things are going to work process, you know, work cleanly and smoothly so we're meeting and we're having training and we're kind of i call it community development 101 and we kind of touch on every little department you know what does the little each department responsible for and how does that work with a building how how do they interact and a lot of people don't understand you know like economic development for example economic development and building go hand in hand right our economic development team is is the one that's going to be bringing in businesses to the city is going to be retaining businesses to the city mm-hmm. and is going to be working with the building department saying hey i've got this person coming on board i want them to understand what the building permit process is you know working on fee estimates what's the turnaround times you know what are they going to need you know they well is there a change of occupancy okay have them get their design professional if we need to set up a meet and greet let's do that um and that's kind of where things start you know working together and bridging that gap and and uh, and that's also the purpose of being multifaceted so that you can assist those other departments and divisions um in those situations and processes so um just having those discussions on what each department does and how that how interconnects, uh, interacts with um, the building department is is key in really training the staff um, and building them to become multifaceted. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now with our current permit tech staff at Runner Park, um, and they're really enjoying it and they're growing leap in leaps and bounds, honestly. That's awesome, Alaris. I mean, I don't know if other people have experienced this, but you know, in my experience, I have had building officials that really like walk into everything with, you know, put your blinders on if it doesn't have anything to do with building or, you know, whether it's a code enforcement officer saying the same thing, um, you know, keep that mentorship style because, you know, especially myself up and coming in this career when I was um, really having that negative impact from my building official or code enforcement supervisor that you are there to just deal with one problem, you know, put the blinders on to everything else. That wasn't helpful, especially trying to, again, understand a bit of everything so that mentorship style is super cool and I just um, I envy that well thank you you know I was um, I was fortunate enough that when I was you know curious I had people really um, take the time to teach me and answer the questions that I had Um, you know and if anybody can take something away from this today is you know, understanding the why behind why things or how things are done in your jurisdiction is huge. 
And for me, that's, that was very important. And I think key in my development and growth, because I wanted to understand the why, as far as why planning to take a look at it. Why did fire need to get involved? You know, why did this have to get routed to public works? So when I was able to understand all of that and take a look at the bigger picture, everything made more sense. And so when I was able to then see something come through, I was able to quickly decipher in a moment what needed to be done and how we would be effective. What's the effective plan of attack on the specific project? Um, so, you know, ask questions. You know, one of my biggest things is, you know, listen to what's going on in your department, right? You know, when you're at the front counter, listen to your planners, listen to your plan checker. If you have a moment to, to stand by them, do that. Listen, observe, absorb what you're listening to, you know, learn it and apply it, you know, apply it to your, what you're doing. Um, and that's going to take you a long, long way. So this is the code concepts uh, show. So, you know, we teach code enforcement officers, you know, different things. And one of the things that I'm taking away from this is to ask, you know, one of the things that I see a lot of people, they fail to ask questions because they don't want to be perceived as ignorant or, you know, not knowing what their job is. But we all start somewhere you know, and we always have to continue to learn. And if, you know, if we... You know, we can't, me as a supervisor, when I come into a jurisdiction, I just can't assume that all my people know everything because they're in that position. You know, a lot of times they never learned something or maybe they learned it, you know, from somebody else who learned it the wrong way. So, you know, so you always have to, um, like you said, you know, we have to go back to basics and build that foundation, you know, because a lot of times we come into the as a supervisor, you as a building official, you have, you have to deal with staff. And a lot of times you're, you know, you, you might get that person that says, oh, we always done it this way, or this is the Ronan Park way, or this is this way. But, you know, at the end of the day, we have to break it down and say, okay, how's your foundation? Are we going to build on a good foundation or on a bad foundation? And I think you're doing a great job as taking mm -hmm. it down to the foundation and making sure it's good. And then, you know, teaching them and mentoring. I love it, Alaris. Thank you for that. We Thank need you. to set management style. Thank you. Pretty much appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I really want to be able to pass down um, and invest in in our staff because um, people took the time to invest in me and gave me the tools to put in my toolbox to be effective with what I do. And I want to be able to pass that down to others um, because that's the only way we're going to be able to continue this and have people you know, move forward. I want people to grow, build themselves, be, you know, whoever they want to be and really inspire them to say, hey, look, I started out as a student worker. I, you know, used to tell my boss, you know, I want your job when you retire. And then he ended up leaving and then my new boss came and then I was like, I told my previous boss, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> my goal is to have your, your position when I retire. And never in my mind did I think that I was going to be in this position at such a young age. Um, to me, I thought it was far, far, far away, uh, closer to my retirement. Um, but no, it happened. And all the little things that I did to learn a little bit more and to do a little bit more and be more involved um, really paid off. Um, and I think that's, that's huge uh, in people growing themselves, right? Is also knowing the why, digging a little bit deeper, uh, and not being afraid to challenge yourself. 
really. That's inspirational. It's like a new breed of um, mentorship, a new breed of building official, you know, to be honest, it's like I said, it's just inspirational. Thank you. Thank you. Like Cece says, yes, build and grow. The possibilities are endless, especially in this industry. Thank you, Cece. And, and speaking of Cece, you, you are part of the women leaders in code enforcement. And, and you know, thank you for, uh, you know, the, the industry needs these strong women, young women, you know, forward thinking women to inspire other women. You know, in the last year's uh, symposium, we had a lot of people come out and say, hey, because I went to this, I did this. Because I've joined this thing, now I'm this. Look at you, you're the Napa, you're on the Napa, are you the president right now? No, I'm their education chair in the Napa. You're the education chair, look, you're involved. That's that's so important. Look, since last year, Rachel's now on the ICC Colorado, she's on that Colorado chapter. You know, congratulations <laughs> are in order for both of you. It's These are kind of things that you don't have to do this. You know, you do it because you want to elevate the profession. You want to be better. You want to, you want to succeed. You want others to succeed, you know, and doing education. Trust me, I've done education and it's not a walk in a park. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of corralling people, you know, and it, it, it is, it is a lot of work and people don't realize, you know, you're on your time today doing this show to teach, talk to other other code officers. Rachel's here today to talk to other code enforcement officers about the importance of growing and asking questions and being better than, than you were yesterday. So she's here today to do that, you know, and I it's appreciate, appreciated every single day that people like the ICC board, the chapter boards, the local code enforcement associations, they put in they put in that work and grind it out just to make our profession better every day. And right. thank you for being part of that, Laris. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Most definitely. Oh, as Miss Cece says, she sure is an amazing mentor. You are Miss Alaris. That you are. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so now let's get to uh since we, we went back, now let's get back to uh how did you end up as the building official? <laughs> so, so it, it's kind of a, it kind of just happened, very honestly. Um, it didn't just happen. You worked for it. <laughs> right. I did. Well, yeah. You know, I definitely yeah. worked for it. You know, yeah. after the <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, you're a student worker. Hey, let's, you know, you're a good no, that's true. Absolutely true. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I just kind of kept on with that mindset of learning more and growing more right so eventually um you know our jurisdiction you network and people introduce you to other people and eventually i was made aware of, hey you know eventually there's gonna be a position in fairfield and i continued there and that grew me even more so um and uh, i had been there for several years and i just continued to kind of build my my abilities and skills and just experience with so many different things, you know, getting to work with the code enforcement team, um, assisting the code enforcement team, because at, at that jurisdiction, uh, code enforcement was separate from the building department, it was housed with the police department. So I worked with training with them, um, you know, having creating that bridge between building and code enforcement and working together, um, you know, attending their meetings. I got appointed to all these different little things and uh, really got some great knowledge as far as development fees, all these different little things. Um, and eventually uh, a colleague had 
you know, introduced me or told me to kind of apply with orally say, Hey, you know, maybe you should look for a change type of thing, you know? And, um, and there <laughs> funny stories like, you know, they're like, you know, just, reach you know figure this out they're waiting for your application so i did and eventually i got contacted by four leaf and it was for another permanent technician position um they needed somebody to go to central san to assist with plan check and things of that nature and i had some of that in my background you know grew that part of me as as part as a permit technician being able to read plans and conduct those levels of plan reviews and uh so the conversation started and obviously my resume got read and it turned into, wait a minute, you know, looking at your skills, looking at everything you've got and everything that's in your belt, you know, you're really being underutilized where you're at. Um, we would like to hire you as this, but we really see you as this. And um, that huge door of that opportunity just opened up and it was very scary for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I said, you know what? Opportunities like this don't always come. And as scared as I was, um, I made the jump and it was the best decision I ever made because here I am today. Um, they really assisted me in, you know, just growing me more, building me more, also investing in me. So I am very appreciative to Forley for that because there's so much to be said about having a jurisdiction or a company just investing in their staff and they truly did that uh, and continue to do that for me um, and uh, the opportunity came to be in this position in this role with the city of Roner Park and here I am today um, and to be able to walk into that front door and offer them the leadership and direction that they needed and know that Everything that I grew and I built throughout the years um, was there and available to me and I was able to put into use was such a huge validation for me in putting in that extra work. Um, and that's how I am here today. And, and you know, what, something that you said, I, I took the same jump as you know, and, and we're here today and, you know, we keep investing in each other. You know, I, I got to meet you, which if it wasn't for Four Leaf, I would have never got to meet you, never got to be inspired by you. And today we're here and we're spreading the message even further, you know, and I think it's, you know, companies or, or jurisdictions that really care about their employees to hear them out, to hear their ideas and to, you know, because not every idea is a great idea, but, you know, you don't learn if you don't try or you don't fail, you know, <laughs> so I, I think it, 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 it speaks volumes and, you know, you being in this role as a Latina and a young Latina at that, you know, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a very common thing. You know, you have the, you, the CCs, you know, but, but there's, that's few and far between across the nation. You don't see that a lot and young women and building officials. You don't see that a lot. And I think it's something to be said of how the industry is changing and it's growing you know, I had a conversation with David Spencer a long time ago where um, ICC leadership was defined as old white men. You know, and it's no longer that case. Now it's diverse. There's diversity inclusion. It's it's changed a lot and it's going to continue to change. You know, um, you know, we have the new generations that, you know, you have uh, the Alaris 2.0s, the uh, Pete 2.0s are coming into the uh, the industry. I have a six-year-old that does code enforcement TikToks with me for 
for heaven's sake, you know? And, <laughs> you know, he's learning about code enforcement at such a young age. And, you know, we, we're starting to mentor these kids. And I think having them hear the message of your message today, you know, little girl, you know, thinking she's going to be a doctor, like, well, I want to do code enforcement or I want to do building. I want to be a, you know, you know, but, but that role again has to be reinforced, has to be, you know, out there. What is a building official? What do they do? Because there's a, you know, people don't realize there's a, almost a whole chapter in every ICC book dedicated to your duties, you know, a big, so you have a lot of pool and, and you have a lot of power. And with that, you know, dual Peter Parker, you know, with that power comes great responsibility, you know, so you know, kudos to you there, Miss Alaris. Yeah, because it's all about what you do with it, right, Alaris? I mean, you can come into work every single day and, you know, put your name to, to whatever it is that you have to sign off on and go home. But that certainly doesn't sound like that's what you do. And the mentorship and the guidance that you provide is exactly what this industry needs. Um, so, yes, thank you for continuing to do what you do. And I cannot wait to see more from you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, yes. Pete, can we talk a little bit about women leaders in code enforcement now? Because I can't wait to, to watch Miss Alaris's class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, to three-day uh, three program, March 23rd, 24th, and 25th, it's going to be in Santa Rosa, um, California. Cecilia is going to hop on in about five minutes and to uh, talk a little bit more about it. So I'll wait for that. But I'm interested. Your you have a class, right, Alaris? It's uh, yes. elevating your potential. Yes. So tell us all about it. Yes. So it's um, me sharing my story and kind of touching on um, some of the points we talked about right now, but more in detail as far as how I really built and took advantage of all these different things. So um, really worked in towards showing people how to become multifaceted, what I mean by that, as far as being multifaceted and how you, to utilize that to your advantage, grow yourself, elevate yourself, elevate your jurisdiction, um, the level of service that's being provided uh, to our, the constituents, obviously. Um, and then really just having people think outside of the box and really challenging people to say, it's okay to challenge yourself. Um, it's okay to be afraid and take a little bit of a risk um, because there may be greater payoffs uh, later on. Um, and uh, so it's geared towards, you know, you know, we're going to go over the permit technician role, but it's really going to be about how you can really build yourself to be anything you want within um, a jurisdiction, you know, whether it be you want to be an inspector, a plan checker, a plans examiner, a building official, department head, a permit coordinator, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, it's really up to you and how far you want to take it. Um, and I can give you some takeaways to help build your foundation. Um, and sky's the limit at that point. That's awesome. And then and you're, uh, what day are you on? Are you teaching? You're teaching day two or day one? Oh, you're day, day one. one. Yes, you're, you're right after the opener. Yes. <laughs> you're after the yes. opener. Yeah, that's right. No pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. No pressure whatsoever. That's <laughs> great. So it's awesome. Oh, that's great stuff. Um, no, I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited, you know, and men are invited to this thing. It's not just, uh, not just uh, women leaders, but also gentlemen that want to join and, and support uh, the diversity that there is in our industry. It's it's open, it's a free for all, and it is in Santa Rosa. So I know they're um, 
I know it's also going to be on virtual, so there's a great platform that we're putting together for that. Um, and the actual uh, program can be watched on the WLCE.net website. So somebody can log in and watch it on the website, you know, so and they can they can watch it. I mean, they have to register, of course, but yeah, they can watch it. And here is Cecilia to talk a little bit more about the WLCE. So let me put her on and here she is. Good morning, Cece. Good morning. Good morning, friends. Oh my gosh, it is 2022. Can you guys believe that? And we made it. I came in with a little bit of a bang. Um, I got a little sick and I'm on the mend. I feel halfway to normal. Um, but I've been enjoying this interview this morning. And I got to say, Miss um, Alaris, you are holding out on that credit on yourself. Let me tell you, she is fierce, 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 fierce. Her and I met through coffee with my girlfriends. Um, we've had great conversations. So we had an opportunity to finally get together for lunch, which made me all kinds of happy because I wanted to connect. Um, learned her amazing story, so many relatables there. And then she says to me, well, you know, it's kind of a funny thing. I started out this way and that way. And all of a sudden my light bulb went off and I was like, okay, this message needs to get pushed out to the world. We, we need to put you front and center. We need to talk about your journey. We need to make sure that we get the story out there so that all the other Alarises out there nationwide can benefit from this message, right? And so um, when she talks about, hey, I'm going to give you pointers. It's not just, hey, do this. This is the checklist. It's, this is what really happened. This is what worked for me. This is what can work for you. And the one thing that I got to quote her on um, that I didn't hear her mention here is make sure that you work on yourself in such a way that you help yourself catapult you to the next phase in your life. And that stuck with me. In fact, I have all my notes from my when I met with her. And I was like, that is that is genius. That is great. So getting back to Mrs. Alara's class, um, be brave, you know, elevate your potential, get out there front and center, you know, whether it's code enforcement, whether it's permit tech, whether it's plan review, whether it's building inspection, engineering, architecture, building official, chief building, assistant chief building official, whatever it may be, that the possibilities are truly endless. And um, the support, the immense amount of support that we're building by um, bringing forth these amazing leaders for women leaders in code enforcement um, to show that support, to build that network, to really strengthen the village of, of mentorship for those that need it is one of the um, top priorities that we have for the symposium, for the for the group itself, um, I I know that I speak for both Rachel and Miss Alaris in that um, one of our primary goals is to really establish ourselves as you know being there and accessible to those that may need of us, um, to those that may have questions, and we have had the great opportunity mm -hmm. to connect with you know women all the way to Texas and Oklahoma and Florida and Hawaii Alaska um, the Bahamas it's it's really it's really an amazing thing so um March 23rd through 25th it is a hybrid symposium 
Um, we don't expect any changes thus far. I know that the change with COVID and the new variant are making a lot of folks really nervous. So we will we will pivot is what we do. If we need to change some things, we will send out a message for, for right now. It's a hybrid option in Santa Rosa, California. We'll be held at the Flamingo Hotel. Um, the program for the symposium can be found at WLCE.net, WLCE.net. And Pete, if you can, if you or Rachel wouldn't mind sharing it um, in, in the message box, that way everybody um, can see that. That's where you find all the information on the program, on the uh, presenters, um, and a little bit more information as far as interviews that we've done with some of the amazing women in our industry, uh, to include Miss Cindy Davis, who is our current ICC president. Um, as well as many other women that are serving in various capacities that are up and coming. Um, one of Mrs. Alaris's mentor or mentees, Miss Sophia Valenti. Um, lots of amazing things to share. So I, um, I can't thank you enough, Alaris and Rachel, for um, really devoting your time in, in this uh, movement this movement that we've started, this movement that's growing, this movement that's gonna prove beneficial to many. Um, we we are, as Pete said, inclusive. Um, yes, this is the Women Leaders in Code Enforcement. However, you know, we welcome anybody who has an interest in growth um, and who has an interest in support. Um, one of the biggest uh, key components for us is definitely diversity and inclusion. And so we wanna make sure that, you know, we're, we're always, aware of that and, and really there to truly build those that really need that additional assistance um, to include working with Miss Selena Horton of ICC, who is also the diversity and inclusion um, person there, and she's doing a fantastic job. So thank you for, for having me on for a few minutes. I, I've really, like I said, I've really enjoyed these, the um, background Alaris it's really refreshing to hear it again and it's refreshing to share it with everybody I think it's so remarkable you know Cece I don't think you could have said it better I had in fact I had somebody ask me yesterday when I was boasting about what it is that we do um, they asked me the very simple question of why why is there a women leaders in code enforcement and and really Cece I think you just touched on exactly why it's being accessible it's being there um, to, to be that mentor, to be that guide in such an amazing industry to help find your way. Um, so I think that helps me go back to say, you know, again, this is why we're doing it. Um, not to say, you know, women are the only ones that can do this, but, you know, that's that's a, a, a gender, a generation, a, everything that you just don't necessarily, yeah, Pete says, yeah, um, that you just don't necessarily hear from. And having the opportunity yeah. to boast about that, having the opportunity to hear from people like you, Cece, or people like you, Laris um, shows anybody, not just young ladies, but shows anybody that um, there's accessibility in this industry and there's people that want to help you get there. And that's why we're doing this. That is that is 100 percent. And, you know, um, here here's the other thing. We like I said, we're in 2022. We are new times, new ways of doing things. However, there's still sometimes that little bit of the lingering mentality of you know, there's certain things for certain, you know, for certain folks. And I, and I got to tell you, as of, as of recent, as of recent, you know, I've had 
um, some women reach out saying, hey, I was told I, I can't do code enforcement. I was told I can't do plan review. I'm better off as a permit tech. I'm better off, you know, just kind of being support staff. And I'm like, no, <laughs> let, let me tell you something. Let me let, let me tell you something, sister. You can do whatever you want to do. Let me tell you something, building industry professional, whether you're a man or a woman, you can do whatever you desire to do. No one gets to decide for you what your journey will be. Only you get to decide what your journey will be. And I think until we get to that point where we start not necessarily convincing, if you will, but changing the narrative, really right. changing that narrative really understanding, hey, you know what, maybe I think they can't do it, but if they really believe they can, why not Why not realign our effort to say, all right, let's 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 work with you, let's grow you. As Ms. Solera said earlier, let's grow you. Let's invest in you. Tell me what it is that you need and we'll go ahead and work with you. Let's get you where you need to be. And here's the kicker, you guys. You may want to be a, a code officer or a building inspector and then be in that role and say, mm, not my cup of tea. Actually, I want to do plan review. Cool. There is nothing that says that because you pick one route that you can't change your mind later. I mean, many, many of us, right, Ms. Hilarious, you were saying, yeah, I never thought I'd be, end up here. Ms. Rachel, you didn't grow up saying I want to be a code officer. I know Pete didn't, you know. Um, but, you know, for me, I wanted to be an attorney. And, you know, I, I had no idea what code enforcement was. And, and here I am. I, I live it and breathe it. It's, it's my passion. It's, I love it immensely. And at the same time, I, I have the pleasure and the privilege to be able to be an instruction nationwide, which I never in a million years thought I would be able to do. And I love it. So, again, you're not locked in. Growth is growth. Growth mm -hmm. is growth. And it will take you wherever you need to go however you need to do that, however you need to get it done. So um, I think I think it's great. I think it's awesome to be able to, to dive in and to assist and help and have the support of even our leaders um, that are out there supporting us. I think that um, when we build strong building departments and strong support teams, we get the most output from our staff because not only do they, they hear I believe in you, they believe that we believe in them. Right. It's, it's important for sure. Well, so, Cecilia, um, I actually do have the promo video for the WLC. It's about 30 seconds long, maybe 45 seconds. I'll go ahead and play it. So um, you can talk a little bit about it a little bit afterwards. So let me get it in for you guys real quick. You know, so. And it should be right here.
going to be awesome. It is. It is. We're looking forward to it. We're starting off day one strong with Miss Cristilla Miles and Miss Alaris. So uh, definitely a do not miss. And we hope that many of you can make it, if not in person, hybrid. And if, if we need to pivot, we'll pivot. So thank you, Pete, for, for playing that. Um, it's been a real pleasure uh, being on for a few minutes, y'all. Uh, thank you so much again for everything that you guys do and for a little bit of moment of your time today. And I look forward to chatting again Thanks soon. Thanks for being here. And Cindy. don't forget, Tuesday we have season two yes. of... Season two of the National Code Enforcement Network. Amazing guests. You do not want to miss it. So I look forward to seeing y'all then. We can't wait. All right, y'all. Take care. Bye, Cece. Have a beautiful day. I need to. Awesome. Well, that was great. I don't think that could have been a better way to end our program today. Ms. Alaris, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Is there anything else that we can take from you? As Cece said, a little nugget that we can uh, uh, put out there and, and just um, take back with us. <clears throat> Believe in yourselves and promise yourself that you're going to be the best that you can be. I like that. Well, and with people like you out there rooting everybody on, how could we not? Well, I hope we can continue that within our industry, build each other up. Absolutely. Pete? All right. And with that, I am going to end the uh, program. And I just want to say thank you to our first uh, sponsor. We're actually a sponsor for WLCE. So kudos to us. Um, and also, um, Four Leaf is also a sponsor, and you'll be hearing more about, about sponsorship opportunities. And, you know, for anybody sponsoring this uh, program, we have a couple folks that we're speaking to. It's going to be an awesome event. So uh, thank you, everybody. And, Rachel, I'll leave it to you to end it. Well, thank you again for joining us for another episode of Code Concepts with myself, Rachel Patterson, and Pete Roquet, and the absolutely beautiful and amazing Alaris Dunn. Um, everybody have a beautiful Friday and enjoy your day. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.